This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This is the Free Breakfast at Free FM 89.02. We'll get back into the music a bit later on, but right now I want to turn to the arts. The Hamilton Arts Festival, Toy Ora Kirikiriroa, kicks off on the 24th of February, running through to the 5th of March. One of the key acts is actually uh, taking place on the 25th and 26th at Harkness Henry's Emporium at Hamilton Gardens. The, sh- the act, I should say, I was going to say the show, it's kind of a show, it's kind of an act. Rock Follies Forever features uh, Jackie Clark, Laura Daniel and Jennifer Ward-Leland um, in kind of a fangirl homage to the Rock Follies, which was a cult British television program back in the 1970s. It chronicled the ups and downs of uh, three fierce women calling themselves the Little Ladies who climbed the ladder to success in the macho world of 70s rock. It was actually uh, socially and politically quite important at the time. It originally starred Julie Covington, Rula Lenska and Charlotte Cornwell, but it is being reimagined and revisited and loved all over again by Rock Follies Forever. Joining me now to talk about it, I have Jackie Clark and Jennifer Ward-Leland. Atamarie, you too. Thank you so much for joining us on the program this morning. Good to have you with us. I wanted to know about the origins of this. You came up with the original idea of doing this, Jackie? I did, because I was absolutely obsessed with the show when I was about... 12 years old, I think it was on New Zealand screens in 78. And I used to have to sneak out of bed and hope my mother didn't hear me because it was on New Zealand screens quite late, about 10 o'clock at night. So I would, she had already been in bed. I would sneak out and watch it really quietly with my nose about two inches away from the screen so I didn't wake her up <laughs> because I'd honestly never seen anything like it. It blew my mind seeing these three women. I mean, they were young and they were. They were sort of outrageous and they were, I'd just never seen anything like that that spoke to me so clearly. And it just, I think it's one of those key moments that really woke woke the showgirl in me. And I thought, oh, I, I love this mix of rock and roll, of female energy, but a real theatrical take on it, um, which is, you know, always been a part of my vibe. And I thought, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to reimagine or just, just, sh- show these tunes off to a new audience with a sassy lineup of gals. And the first woman that popped into my mind was Jennifer Ward-Leland, who I knew was similarly obsessed when she was a teenager. So I had my kind of ruler lenska esque person, and I thought, <laughs> let's get somebody from a totally different vibe, somebody who wasn't even really around in the 70s, and someone who's, you know, got a comedy base but is also strong in music, and Laura Daniel is the third member of the trio and it's a match made of heaven and we've just picked these songs up we've picked this era up we picked the the vibe of these women up the characters and the actors and we've just run with it and we've just created this amazingly energetic and joyful and naughty and sassy musical show which really channels our love for them and the the music of the era actually so have you scripted something into this so that it tells the story of the show as much as it celebrates the music? Um, n- no, it's very well crafted and, that we're, and we've selected songs because there were two series. I mean, this show was massive. This show was massive around the world. Their albums went top ten. They were, they were a television girl group 
but they really did exist in the in the pop era. So we've just cherry picked the songs that suit us, and we are really we are Jackie and Jennifer and Laura in the show. We are ourselves, but we are channeling um, we're channeling what these women. It's kind of meta, isn't it? Because we, we were a girl group channeling a girl group who was channeling a girl group. So um, uh, it, it's not scripted as such. It's just um, fully choreographed and very well thought through. And we are having we're having fun and commenting on what it was like for women in the seventies and maybe I don't know being in the arts and I don't, you know drawing parallels with what it, what it's like today. But basically, it's a hell of a lot of super sexy fun, Mike. Yeah, well, my memories of of the show, uh, I was a little bit older than you, Jackie, when it was on TV. But like you, I I saw this event happening on our screens and I could not quite believe what I was seeing because I had never experienced anything like it. And I thought how wonderful it was. And these women showed such amazing spunk and so much energy and so much in-your-face kind of attitude about we're not going to stand for what what you're actually trying to put us through. We want to do this our way. And that was the vibe that came through the whole thing. And I th- and nothing has touched that since. And, I th- and I've sat on this for years. And, I, and before we started this interview now, I, I said to you a few minutes ago, I thought I was the only one in the country that actually remembered the show so fondly. So I'm delighted that there is actually such a fan base for it out there. I want to turn to you now, Jennifer, because, uh, you know, as Jackie said, she's welcomed you into the into the fold rather quickly and you have this connection as well going back to when the the show was on screen was it sitting in the back of your mind as something that could be a stage show at some point i i've always sort of held it in my mind as something that was really just you know hugely influential and special to this sort of 15 year old and it was like jackie i didn't have to sneak out luckily um i think my mother was probably into it as well but um it, it certainly you know, the, the production numbers for each song that they'd have in the show, you know, I'd really look forward to that because they were so different. The songs are so beautifully written. It's not just all rah, 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 you know, bang, 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 70s rock. Um, they're really beautifully subtle tunes of completely different feels. And uh, who's um, who's the wonderful composer, Jackie, Andy from Andy Oxy Music? Andy um, yeah. Yeah, Andy yes. Andy Mackay, that's right. And, um, you know, he's a just supreme songwriter. So even if you didn't know the show, you'd still be utterly captivated by the songs because they're so well-crafted. It was and, not yeah, bubblegum, so was it? Yeah, no, exactly. It wasn't bubblegum. And, and to, you know, I wanted to be an actor since I was seven. So seeing this on the screen was like, you know, and I, my life was full of music. Um, something like this was all of the good things, all at once, and I wanted to be all of them all the time. <laughs> so, you know, so it really stayed with me. So when Jackie said, hey, Jim, does, does the word rock follies mean anything to you? I went, are you kidding? So when I'm thinking of family, I'm, I'm in, you know, because just a chance to revisit that, something so... Uh, so influential to a, to a teenager was just too good to say no to. And as Jackie said, we had a ridiculous amount of fun in this show. We just get off going, could this be more perfect? And the audience to do too. We had these wonderful full houses for the uh, Auckland Life Cabaret Festival where we premiered this show. But then, of course, COVID kind of put a, a, a bit of a dampener on further touring. So it's a real thrill for us to be able to uh, to get it out of its... Um, 
uh, get out of its clothes bag again and and <laughs> throw the audiences. And I know, you know, at the Hamilton Gardens Festival gets a really great turnout. So I hope people come along and have their opening weekend with um, with some sassy women on the stage singing great tunes. It's not some, <laughs> might, I, might I add, very <laughs> Costumed. I know. I've seen. I've seen some of the images you've shared on social media of the costuming, and it does look fabulous. Um, Jennifer, with you, with you, uh, Jake, you said you know you kind of had this uh, Rulalenska kind of feel. One of the key things that I remember in that uh, first few episodes of that series was, I'm pretty sure it was Rulalenska's character. Correct me if I'm wrong. With they had to teach her not to sing sweetly, but to actually find her rock vibe and start belting oh, yeah. and, and doing all that. Once she got it, she just took off. And that, that, for me, was one of the pivotal things that I got out of the first part of that series was here's a woman learning how to actually embrace, you know, the animal within and express herself through the rock music in such a wonderful way. Yeah, finding her sort of the grungy side. To yeah. Her. Yeah, and we absolutely get to rock out at times in this, but then we do get to, uh, the, you know, the, the, the pantheon of songs there are so varied that we get to show every part of ourselves. Oh, there's some wonderful wonderful ballads in amongst all of that, aren't there? Yes, yes. Do you remember Stairway? Yes. Yeah, yes. beautiful. And now, of course, now we look at it, now we look at it and we go, God, it's quite hard climbing those stairs with those long frocks on, isn't it? <laughs> and those heels. Wow, that's kind of mean what they did to the actors there. You know, we look at it with this with the, through a completely different lens. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Our showwriter says. Things in the 70s. <laughs> Our show says, green M&M, champagne and no stairs. Absolutely no stairs. Too much. <laughs> yeah. But I, think, I think we found with the audiences in Auckland that um, as well as this kind of you know, hardcore rock follies fans, because because it does shine like this brilliant little diamond from back in the day. It's just generally people who like the vibe of the seventies. Because if you think of the late seventies and this amazing, just amazing moment in music when all these wonderful things are flowing, you know, got this whole prog rock thing. You've got you've got the sort of glam rock coming. You've got you've got art pop. You know, the whole Roxy music scene, and you've got you've got sort of punk and disco all kind of lurking in the wings. So there's just this amazing melting pot of crazy energy. And it's, but it's all, a lot of it was so theatrical and visual and unafraid to be totally glam, which is, I think, what we all respond to in our different yes. ways. <laughs> Jackie and I love a bit of glam. Oh, we absolutely we do. Love so. a bit of glam. And um, the other thing is that, uh, when we asked the audience, you know, who remembers the Rock, rock Follies? And I remember when we were just talking before, Mike, you said, oh, to, to me, I thought I was the only person who remembered them. A good third of the audience would put their hands up and yell. And, um, and even if you didn't, you just get such a great 70s vibe. And at the end of the show, we, we do a sort of canon of works from the two series. But at the end of the show, we just completely rock out with four kick-ass numbers from the 70s that that everyone will know. I liked your comments before, mm. Jackie, about all of these different genres that were battling for attention during that period, but they were borrowing from each other as well. There was cross-pollination going on, and you couldn't help but get some, uh, even some punk influences into the disco scene. And I think this is, at uh, the end of the 70s going into the 80s, was when we did start to see a whole lot more kind of visual elements involved in what was being presented in terms of popular music. Up to that stage, all we had was 45s and the occasional bit of footage that we might have got from films from songs out of the 60s. But suddenly in the 70s going into the 80s, we had this 
I guess, mass media approach to the way that music was presented. And the showmanship and the presentation on stage started to become much more important. And Rock Follies tapped into that in a big way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I think the interesting thing about those girls is they're they're struggling the whole time in the series with um, being seen through uh, the the male eye, you know, the male lens. So they're trying to always trying to, you know, be who they want to be. And you know, it's it's an age old issue, isn't it? Um, You know, the way women are portrayed in, in music. But in the end, I think they're sort of their friendship and they're just their energy together kind of got them through everything and and there i have to say there's something about three women singing together i mean my career has always come back to it as singing with other women there's some there's a feeling there and a connection and a honestly we just close our eyes and go to heaven when we're singing together it's just so much fun and it and i think by the time the 70s have come round they're already channeling right back to the 50s. You know, there's element of, elements of doo-wop and all sorts of interesting vocal stuff. There's gospel and R&B and all this stuff rolling around, plus the wonderful operatic aspects of, you know, Led Zeppelin and prog rock. I mean, it's such a big gumbo stew of fabulousness. And when you get that female energy added to it in a few a few sequins, it's... <laughs> It's just, it's just the best. It's just the best. So, you know, by the end of the show, the path we've travelled musically has led us to, to Bowie and um, and Abba and the Sweet. You know, like it's all that stuff that kind of, it's just, it's just so, it's just irresistible. I think musically and and visually. It sounds that I know it's not a long show, it's uh, but it's it's packed full of so much energy and so much um, social commentary as well. You know. Uh, the whole thing about the dominance of um, the music industry in those days by men, the fact that the band at the time or the group at the time was called The Little Ladies is kind of condescending and they still rose above all of that. And the storyline, it was so well written, I think, that the the storyline was triumphant for those women in the end, that the three of them were able to do things their way. And I see so many parallels with you two in particular, but not only that, other women in the music industry in New Zealand who have done it their way as well, kind it goes back to all of that in the beginning of it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like in a way, it's like a, they all audition for this thing, and the very the lyric of Rock Follies, the, the, the theme tune, talks about this mythical stage door where generation after generation of young women are knocking at that door, trying to get in and get onto the stage, and the gatekeepers, you know, that they, they don't open the door; the, the door is open for them, and then they're kind of. Um, at the, at, you know, like their, their fates are, ch- are decided by others, and and there is this kind of history of of the ingenue being chewed up by the business and spat out. But um, you feel like, I mean, I don't know what happened to the little ladies, and that certainly that name is something that we haven't chosen to carry on with. But the idea of this rock folly, this this glorious, fabulous, eternal conundrum that women are, and, and are, are, are rolling around in and trying to get onto the stage and be who they want to be and, and shine their light. That's that's a that's a thing for the ages, isn't it? This um totally. you know, it's still very much in the conversation right now with with uh, the music music female music industry in New Zealand anyway. Yeah. Uh just tell me about bringing Laura up to speed in all of this. Was she receptive to it all? I'm imagining it was pretty easy. <laughs> um well the initial call was interesting. She was going, What? Oh my God, Jennifer Ward Leland, you singing together harmonies okay and, and you know we sort of gave us some youtube links to look at she went 
wow, that's pretty pretty freaky, you know. But Laura has got this heart of a showgirl burning inside this comedy brain, and she's just got the most fabulous energy, and she's just taken to it like a duck to water. And she, re- we really have got the perfect combination of women. We've all bring a really different texture, a different vocal style, but it really works together. So she's, she's, I mean, she's, she's been on a steep learning curve in terms of the 70s. You know, when she talks about back in the day, she's talking about 90s music, Mike. So. Yeah. <laughs> and we do make a virtue of that in the show. You know, we're talking about remember this and that, and she's like, no, I wasn't born. You know? But that's part of the charm. You know, yeah. she's representing out there who don't know rock follies. But I tell you what, Laura's mum, this is this is her favourite show of everything Laura's ever been in. <laughs> yes, she's coming down to Hamilton to see it. Oh, so, cool. Oh, cool. Having seen it at least twice in Auckland. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I am so looking forward to seeing it. You know, it's on my tick list of, of shows that I cannot miss. And um, I'm love, just loving the whole idea. I, I can't wait to see what you do with it. And I've, from what listen, I know, Mike. it's I know it's going to be brilliant. Mike. Listen, Mike. Listen, Mike, if we hear you singing along loudly in the audience, oh, we'll you have to will. stop the show. <laughs> You're <wrong. It's> good. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's going to be a slight family affair down there too, Mike, because my husband's got his show on the next night. Yes. I think on the Sunday night or the Saturday night. Yeah. But I've yet to see it. And Haven't he you? hasn't seen mine. Oh, no, I've because, seen it. He, he, does, he does pretty well. Flashing shows, so yeah, he's okay, isn't he? Yeah, he keeps getting better. Michael Hurst's the golden ass. Michael Hurst's golden ass. Yeah, you're looking for that one. Rock Follies Forever is on stage at Harkness Henry's Emporium, Hamilton Gardens, 25th of February at 9.30, Sunday the 26th of February at 8 o'clock. It's been such a pleasure to have you both on the program this morning. Probably talked longer than we should have, but it's been so entertaining to talk to you both. (laughs) And to get the background on this, because there's so much contemporary stuff that's still resonant out of what was happening back when this show was on screen. And as you've said so many times through the conversation, there's still so much out of that that we can relate to now and so much that's still important that needs to be said about women's place in entertainment, the music industry, how we treated women back in the day. Hopefully we're getting better at it, but, you know, keep putting it out there and keep being sassy and keep the attitude because um, we need to be reminded. Thank you, Mike. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you, yeah, Jennifer. Yeah, rock on. Rock on, rock on. <laughs> we'll see you in a see couple you. of weeks. Okay. Okay. Jackie, Bye. Bye-bye. Jackie Clark and Jennifer Ward-Leland there are two of the stars, along with uh, Laura Daniel for The Rock Follies Forever. If you uh, want to go and see it, you can join me in the audience. I'm hoping to get to go on opening night, 9.30pm on the 25th of February. Uh, two of the performances that are going to be must-sees from the Arts Festival program for this year. We've got so much to look forward to. We'll be covering other stuff in uh, interviews over the weeks ahead uh, before the festival. But this one I wanted to make sure we talked about because... There's so much in it, as you've just heard. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.